You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. Good morning, SPC, and everybody else that might be watching this morning. Welcome to church. Glad you're here. Thanks to Cheryl and Graham for the worship this morning. I am going to get into the word. We are going to be wrapping up our Holy Spirit series this week. And uh, I want you to stay to the very end as well because we're going to be having communion and celebrating communion together. So please stay and please get some emblems ready and we will participate together. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want to read this passage to you from Luke chapter 4. It says this, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. An amazing passage and an amazing, uh, just an amazing encounter with Jesus in the synagogue as his ministry is getting going. So we're going to get into that today. But just as I said, we're wrapping up our Holy Spirit series, The Spirit at Work. And we've been reminded that He is at work in us and He is at work through us. And this passage in Luke 4 that we've just read, it gives us a picture of what the mission of Jesus was here on earth. He said He was anointed to do these things. And it also gives us a picture of what our service to the kingdom of God should look like. He's given it now to us. The baton has been passed to us. And so I was thinking about this passage over the last little while. And with all that's transpired in our world recently, these words of Jesus are a clear, powerful reminder, I think, of some things that we need to hear. He starts by saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus says that he is appointed and anointed by God to bring this message. And by the way, I see this as like the first mic drop in all of history. Jesus walks into the synagogue. He says says these words and then he says, oh, and by the way, this scripture has been fulfilled today. Boom, mic drop right there. I always just picture that in my mind as Jesus stunning the crowd with these words. He was baptized by John the chapter before in chapter 3 and the Holy Spirit descends on him. Jesus then goes into the desert. He's tempted by the devil for 40 days and now he says he returns to Galilee and he is filled with Holy Spirit power. 
He has come to reveal God's plan and he's come to do God's will and he is ready to deliver this message to the people. The purpose of the anointing, he says, was to bring good news to the poor. Now this just isn't a reference to those who are financially poor. It really extends to all of us, to those of us who are spiritually poor and and those, especially those of us who recognize our need of Jesus. We are all spiritually poor. That's just the truth. We're all sinners in need of a savior, but not everybody recognizes it. Jesus wants to give good news to those who are humble enough to see their need and to receive it into their life. Matthew 5, 5, when Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount, he says, God blesses the humble for they will inherit the earth. And it got me thinking, it's the humble that receive. It's those that are poor in spirit that receive, that we must open our hearts to him in humility, that he is the answer. And for everyone, for all who recognize their own poverty and their own need, he says, I have a message of good news for you who, is, who are ready to receive it. He goes on to say, I want to bring release to the captives. The blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. Now, Jesus has been sent to give us spiritual freedom. We're in a battle and there's an enemy that wants to keep us trapped in sin and in pain. And Jesus offers release from the sin and the despair that has kept us all trapped. This is the spiritual truth that his miracles point to. He opens blind eyes physically, but he wants to open them spiritually too. He releases a lame man from his physical condition, but he wants to release us from our broken spiritual condition. Both things happen with Jesus. Here's a, uh, some examples, like he raises Lazarus from the dead. And then he says these words to Martha in John 11, verse 25. It says this, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Lazarus is this picture of what he wants to do for all of us, for our spiritual lives. He wants to give us life, not just physical life, but eternal life, life beyond the grave. He heals blind people on and off throughout the scripture. But the Bible also describes him as the light to those who are in darkness. In fact, a great passage is in Luke chapter 1, Zechariah, who is the father of John the Baptist. It says that the Holy Spirit anointed him, came upon him, and he prophesied. And this is what he said in verse 78. He says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. He is the doctor who has come to heal the sick. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus said these words in verse 31. Jesus answered them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. 
Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Humility opens the door for Jesus. So eventually, this, this ministry of Jesus will bring complete and total restoration. It will bring complete and total release, complete and total freedom to all of creation. And Paul wrote to the Romans these words to try to, to, try to capture this thought in Romans 8. It says, against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. An awesome, awesome passage. See, this statement that he says of, I'm, come, I, I'm anointed to preach the good news. I've come to, I've come to give release for the captives, to, to get the blind seeing and for the oppressed to be set free. It makes Jesus more than a prophet. Please understand. It makes him more than that. He's saying, I am bringing freedom. I am bringing salvation. I, I, where I am, it is. He brings it with him. He is freedom. He is salvation. He is anointed and appointed to do this work, the Bible says. He will provide what nobody else can provide. He goes on to say that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And it's this small reference to uh, the year of Jubilee. And uh, if you don't know what that is, it happened about once every 50 years. But in that year, slaves were set free, debts were canceled, and every person got a fresh start. And it's this great picture of what Jesus has come to do and to give to those who respond to his message. He is Jubilee. Come on, church. He is Jubilee. You are set free. Your debt is canceled. You are a new creation. You are given a fresh start. The old is gone and the Lord's favor has arrived into your life. Somebody said amen. This is a powerful truth. You see, the day of Pentecost, it's arrived. It's come. The Holy Spirit is here with us. He is in us. He has anointed us. He has baptized us. Jesus sent him here to empower us to fulfill the Great Commission. And Jesus gave us what we needed to keep doing the work that he started. He knows we can't do it on our own, so he gives us the Holy Spirit. These things that Jesus says that he's come to do are the things that he wants us to continue to do after he's gone. And so he's saying, this is what I'm going to do, but it also gives us a picture of what our service to the kingdom should look like. So think about this. The spirit of the Lord is on us. We are empowered to spread the good news of Jesus to every person. Red, yellow, black and white, all over this globe. Everyone who is in bondage to sin, fear and death, they need Jesus. 
We need a savior. Everybody does. We are anointed child of God. You are anointed to bring the good news to the spiritually poor, to those who are humble enough to receive it. We are also empowered to live with compassion, to serve those who are needy and to meet the needs of those who are forgotten by this society. And we need to do a better job of it. That's for sure. You see, we're supposed to be unified. We're supposed to be compelled by his love to, to work for justice, to, to, to stand up on behalf of every person when there is a wrong. And Jesus said, he, he said the words, he, or should, I should say, he, he didn't just say the words, but he lived what he said. His actions proved that he was a man who stood for justice. He said he came to bring good news, to release the captives, to open blind eyes and set free those who are oppressed. We must work for those things too. That is our job now. He's left it to us. There's a passage in Luke chapter 10 that's an interesting encounter that Jesus has. And I want to read this section of scripture to you. Luke 10 verse 25. Jesus replied, what does the law? Oh yeah, one day, there it is. One day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told them, do this and you will live. But the man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, so who's my neighbor? Now, Jesus says here that the law boils down to two basic things, two powerful commands, to love God and to love your neighbor. And when he gets asked the question, well, who is my neighbor? Many of you will know the story of the Good Samaritan. He tells the story to explain who our neighbor really is. And uh, if you know the story that Jews and Samaritans hated each other and a Jewish man had got beat up and left for dead in the ditch and he was passed by, several Jewish people passed him by, leaders, religious leaders, priests, etc. They walk by and leave him in the ditch. And the hated Samaritan man is going by, sees the Jewish man bleeding and broken in the ditch, picks him up, cares for him, pays for his needs and puts him up in a hotel. And then Jesus says to the crowd, who was the neighbor to this man? And they said, the one who had mercy on him. He was the true neighbor to the person who was in need. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. That's what he said. So who's your neighbor? Anyone who's in need. All who are in need are our neighbor. And with all the turmoil of these recent days, we are reminded again that hate, racism, disrespect, intolerance, cruelty, violence, these things cannot be a part of who we are as followers of Jesus. We can't accept these things. They are not okay in our lives and they're not okay in our world. We have to start moving in the right direction. And the only way we can start is by ridding ourselves of this stuff. 
We've got to get rid of this stuff out of our lives and find ways to better love and to better connect with people no matter how different they are from us. Love God and love your neighbor. Jesus said that summarizes it all. Isn't that, isn't that powerful? We have to be people who are committed to peace. We have to be people who work for healing and understanding. And we're called into this world to serve as agents of Jesus. Filled and anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now we're not secret agents. But to all. Listen, let, let me just put it this way. We're not secret agents. But, but to all who would choose to accept this mission. This is it. You are called to love God and to love your neighbor. You are called to shout his name and to make him famous. You are called to serve him and to represent him well. You are called to love, to show mercy and compassion. You are called to do this. So listen, agent of Jesus, step up and make his name known. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He is upon us. He is here. Pentecost has happened. People need the one who came to release the captives and set the oppressed free. We are co-laborers on a co-mission with the Holy Spirit. We are also people who proclaim that a new day is coming. A more hopeful future is on the horizon. We don't know when, but a lot of us are thinking it's sooner than maybe we used to think. We look around this world and we have this good news and we say, listen, we're people who are saying there's a new day coming. There's a, there's a better future on the horizon. Things aren't always going to be this way. There are better days ahead. The Lord's favor is here now. Yes, that's true. But one day he will come and he will bring ultimate release, ultimate healing, and the ultimate lifting of oppression. One day, one great and glorious day. Somebody said amen. One day it's going to happen. We need the spirit of the Lord upon us. Jesus was anointed at his baptism. He came out of, a, of, of that 40 days in the wilderness and he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He said he returned to Galilee with the Holy Spirit's power. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit's power, how much more do we? The first Pentecost came at just the right moment Jesus was gone. The believers were struggling. They were a little bit lost and confused. They were trying to figure out what are we supposed to do now that Jesus is gone? And then the Holy Spirit came. You see, we need our Pentecost. We need our baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need our empowerment to come. And we need it now and we need it today. We need it in this critical time to figure out what to do. And then we are called to go do it with his power and do it with his love. 
We need the Holy Spirit. There is no way it can be done any other way. You know the scripture. It is not with might. It is not with our power. But is only by the Spirit of God. He is our source. He is our truth, our peace, our guide, our hope. He is the one that we need. And thankfully the Spirit of the Lord is now upon us. Jesus sent him to us as a gift so that we could carry on the work that he started. The preaching of the good news and the setting of the captives free. Is the spirit of the Lord upon you? I want you to think about it. Is the spirit of the Lord upon you? Do our lives, do, does my life, does your life, does it actually give witness to this truth? Is it real? Is it true when people see me? Are we operating under the anointing and the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit? We have to have it. We must be anointed with the Holy Spirit if we hope to offer an alternative to this world that, by the way, it's in desperate need of. The answer is still Jesus. And like we sometimes say in church, his name is, come on church, Jesus. We have to lean in to the spirit of God. We have to have his power, his anointing, his guidance, his comfort, his strength and his wisdom. Jesus gave him to us and now the spirit of the Lord is upon us. And we are called now to preach the good news to the poor, to preach release, to get to see release for the captives, to see the blind eyes open and to see the oppressed walk free. Let's live this out. Let's live this out. If there was ever a time when the world needed an alternative, it's now. Let's get desperate for the Holy Spirit. Let's lean in and ask him to use us in greater, fresher ways than he's ever done before. Bow with me and pray. Father, thank you today. Thank you for your goodness. And thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Thank you that he died for our sin to set us free. And thank you that when his job was done and his victory was complete, he sent the Holy Spirit to remain with us, to be our guide and our power source so that we may continue, Lord, the work that you started. We ask you, Lord, that we would be men and women who are humble. We ask you, Lord, that we would be men and women who are desperate for your touch. We ask you, Lord, that you would help us to love you and to serve you with greater fervor and greater passion and greater anointing. Help us to do just that, Jesus. We love you and we thank you. God's people said amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including service times, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. Have a good week and God bless.